This Alex Jones crap is really getting out of hand. Why do I still hear my, uh, oh, I know why. <laughs> okay, let me solve that problem. Here you go. All right, what did I say? Yes, Alex Jones stuff is getting out of hand. It's gone completely freaking bonkers. Uh, climate idiots are proving their stupidity once again. And just how big was a woolly mammoth? You won't believe it if you don't know already. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Hello there. Happy, well, it's happy Monday, but it really feels like a Sunday because we had a day off today. It is Deepavali, and so to all my friends, a very, very happy Deepavali to you. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we had a public holiday here in Malaysia, and uh, so we were all off uh, on Monday, three-day weekend. But yeah, that's why it just feels like a, it feels like a Sunday. So, I don't know. That lighting is really harsh. Can we? Okay, something weird just happened, but apparently it fixed itself, which you know what they say about things that fix itself. All right, let's get on to our uh, little furry friend here, huh? Miko update. Yes, the Miko update. Well, hmm, it's not good. It's temporary, but she is right now, right down there beside me. I'm not sure I want to pick her up because she's very upset. She's very afraid. And she already doesn't really like it coming on the show. But uh, here's video from last night. As I mentioned, it's Deepavali. And I'm telling you, we have three times a year when fireworks are crazy. Uh, Hari Raya. Chinese New Year, of course, and Deepavali. Well, this year, apparently a bad economy ain't stopping people from wasting their money and blowing it up in the sky because there has been more fireworks in the last 48 hours than I've seen. My neighborhood here is a bit mixed of uh, Malay, Chinese, Indian, uh, Rojak, a few a few matzales, <laughs> but it's very rojak here. So <clears throat> anyway, um, it's been insane. And Miko is not a fan of fireworks, and she has been beside herself for the last... We have one of those comfort wraps, which we put on her. That seems to help a little bit, although not so much anymore. Uh, this was her last night, panting like crazy. There's no sound here, but uh, she was absolutely beside herself, uh, going nuts with the fireworks and again now that was the eve of Deepavali so it was crazy now there you go um again tonight not as many oh good my cam now locked too all right not as many tonight but still quite a few fireworks and so she is uh she's laying down here on the rug right beside me and uh, she's calmed down a little bit because it's but trust me you're going to hear at some point during the show some more loud booms because A, this studio isn't completely soundproof, and B, they're still going nuts tonight. Uh, you know, I can't fault people. I love fireworks. I truly, it's one of the big loves of my life is fireworks. But since I became Miko's dad, uh, my love of fireworks has kind of dwindled to almost nothing. Uh, yeah. Save your money. Maybe give that. The fireworks are not cheap. 
Maybe give that money, how about, to an animal shelter? That's a good idea. All right, our Miko update brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com slash Miko, by the way, if you want our special deal. BarkBox is a monthly subscription service you can get for your dog. They will send you every month a themed box of toys and treats and a dog chew. They're absolutely incredible. Your dog will love it. You can specify small, medium, or large. Depends on your dog's size. Miko would be like a medium. You can also specify if your dog has any allergies. They'll make sure you don't get that. You can the tick box like beef, chicken, fish, whatever. Um, and they really are great. They're very concerned with customer service. If you are ever unsatisfied with anything, they 100% guarantee they will replace it or they'll make it right. BarkBox.com is an incredible company who really, really does care about your doggies, and you will, I promise you, you will love these things. Right now, only available in the U.S., U.S. territories, and Canada. If you're somewhere else in the world, you could get a friend in the U.S. to maybe have it shipped to them, and then they can ship it to you, or one of those shipping forwarding services. And if you use our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O, you will get a free extra month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. You can sign up for just one month. Just get one box. If you want to even check them out, maybe do that and then sign up for more because you will because you'll love it. But a six-month, a 12-month subscription. And uh, if you use our special link, you'll get an extra month free. BarkBox.com slash Miko. All right. I'm going to do something a little weird here. I'm going to go see that. Yeah. That, by the way, is my not my Nike shirt. That is my anti-Nike shirt. See, it doesn't say, it doesn't, it doesn't say what you think it says. <laughs> All right. I'm going to cut that off. We're going to go to black and then I'm going to try and get it back on again. But no promises because you know how these things work. Okay. Let's get back out of black. Here we go. Uh, all right. We need to move on here and uh, get up and going and talk about what we wanted to talk about tonight. And that includes the insanity absolute insanity that is the latest from Alex Jones. Alex Jones seeks a new trial as Sandy Hook families seek up to, that's not a typo, $2.75 trillion, trillion with a T, in punitive damages. That is freaking insane. First of all, I said when we covered this topic in a previous show, agree or disagree, don't really care. I'll do me, you do you, you believe what you want to believe. I am a free speech absolutist. If you get offended, you know what? So you got offended. Guess what happens next? Nothing. You should be allowed to say right or wrong, good or bad, whatever you want to say. I am an absolute free speech absolutist. And don't give me that fire in the theater crap. It doesn't apply and it's absolute bull crap. Alex Jones had every right to say what he said. Right or wrong, he has a right to say it. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to watch him. There's a button over there you can push. There's a close thing, a little X up in the corner you can click. People are so offended. The $2.75 trillion in punitive damages. 
absolutely insane. Alex Jones has asked a Connecticut judge, that, that's my home state, by the way, I'm ashamed, to throw out a nearly $1 billion verdict against him under a new trial in a lawsuit by Sandy Hook victims' relatives over public claims he made about the mass shooting, while the families have asked the judge to impose the harshest possible punitive damages against the InfoWars host. If you know anything about that Connecticut trial, you'll know exactly how one-sided and ridiculous clown court it was. Jones uh, filed the request October 21st, asking that Judge Barbara Bellis' pretrial rulings resulted in an unfair trial. Well, that's for damn sure. Jurors in the trial ordered Jones to pay nearly a billion dollars to the families. Uh, for years, Jones claimed that family members of Sandy Hook victims were actors. That's not true. It's, it wasn't years. He did claim that, and then he corrected himself when he realized he was wrong. And he apologized. Uh, described the shooting as a staged hoax, part of the government plot to take America's guns away. Uh, right, Canada? Calling the 12th of October ruling against Jones a substantial miscarriage of justice, Jones' legal team uh, wrote in Friday's motion the amount of the compensatory damages uh, exceed any rational relationship to the evidence. Well, that's true. Christopher Matai, a lawyer for the 15 plaintiffs in the lawsuit against Jones, declined to comment on the filing Saturday. And uh, he did say, however... He and other attorneys for the Sandy Hook families plan to file a brief opposing Jones's request for a new trial. The judge in Jones's case ordered him to pay $695 million. They're just trying to shut him down. That's all they're trying to do. These amounts are absurd. No one's ever going to get that much. They're just trying to put him out of business and shut him up. Families of the victims on Friday. Now get this asked the judge to order Jones to pay the harshest possible penalty. And one calculation cited by Bloomberg suggests the figure could be as high as $2.75 trillion, with a T, trillion USD. Jones has vowed not to pay the full amount. Says, I got a couple of houses, a couple of million bucks in the bank, Jones told Newsmax, October 14th. It's a total joke. And if they think they're going to get 900 plus million, they're gravely mistaken. The whole article is in our show notes tonight. It's from the Epic Times. Read it, please. Get all the details. But this is just another case of, uh, another case of them trying to shut people up that they don't agree with. I mean... You know, hey, let's be fair. Alex Jones says some whack stuff. There's no doubt about it. He fully admits that himself. But he's got a right to say it. He's got a right to put it out there. You have a right not to listen or to turn the channel or to disagree and argue with him. But that right should never, ever be taken away. And you know what this is. The process is the penalty. No one's going to pay a billion dollars, $2.75 trillion. It's not what it's all about. The process, getting sued, having to defend yourself. The left has figured that out a long time ago. The process is the punishment. And that's what it's all about. And that's too bad. But that's the way it works. <sighs> 
<clears throat> we covered the story uh, a few shows ago about these idiot climate change activists who have been putting tomato soup on Van Gogh's latest one. I think they put mashed potatoes on a $110 million Monet. That just happened recently. These idiot climate change moron fools who may or may not have a good message are ruining their chances of anyone listening at, at them because they're just going about it the wrong way. you got an argument to make, make your argument. Don't do it by destroying works of art, pulling off these ridiculous, stupid stunts. And this one is my favorite. It's from taphaps.com. The uh, link is in our show notes if you want to read the whole article. Climate protesters glue their hands to the floor of a car exhibit and then get upset. Aww. While staging a... While staging a protest, climate activists decided to glue their hands to the floor of a car exhibit. Only after they crippled themselves by gluing their, super gluing their hands to the floor, uh, they realized they made a big mistake, and others refused to help them with the mess they had created. Yes! Protesters with science rebellion seemingly learned a tough lesson about cutting off your nose to spite your face. After choosing to show their disdain in a way that actually crippled their ability to meet their own needs during their demonstration, very quickly, they realized they had made a big mistake in their failure to account for how their own actions would leave them at the mercy of others. Here's the morons themselves, idiots. While demonstrating at a Volkswagen exhibit in Wolfsburg, Germany, the climate activists with Science Rebellion glued their hands to the floor of the car exhibit. With their hands restrained, they became upset when they then realized they couldn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> and things went from bad to worse. I love this. They asked Volkswagen for help. <clears throat> the climate protesters who glued their hands to the floor without planning for what would happen when, you know, they needed to pee, became upset the car company wouldn't help them. Much to their dismay, Volkswagen refused to provide the activists with bowls to defecate and urinate in. Yes! Way to go! <laughs> While many would hardly call defecating and urinating in a bowl in a public setting a decent manner, relieving yourself, it was clear at least one protester thought it would be sufficient. VW, this is from this idiot... One of the protesters, moron. They told us they supported our right to protest, but refused our request to provide us with a bowl in a decent manner to urinate and defecate while we're glued. And they turned off the heat. <laughs> I love it. Uh, people in support can't get out of the building. When they were done for the day, the people at the exhibit left them there, glued to the floor, and turned out the lights. Yes! Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Ignore these fools. Sit there and suffer, you morons. Volkswagen said they supported the right. Although it was unclear how Grimaldo was able to tweet while his hand was glued to the floor, 
He went on to clarify that people in support were allowed to leave the building, but they would not be allowed to return if they did. We can't order our food. We must use the one provided by Volkswagen. Lights off. Random unannounced checks by security guards with bright torches. Police just came in. (laughs) This is so funny. I love this. Meanwhile, outside the center, additional protesters raised a a banner, vandalized windows, and threw red paint, apparently symbolizing blood, on the steps of the pavilion. There's a video of that if you want to watch it. But this is just, I love this. This is so great. Look at these morons. Look at these idiots. Glued themselves to the floor, and you can just sit there and rot. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Just unbelievable. The stupidity of some people who just don't think things through. Wow. (laughs) All right. I think we've got a case uh, in our next story of somebody who thought things through maybe a little too much. This is a story from World of Buzz, links in our show notes, and it's just, it's one of those whack things that, yeah. Luna Amethyst, hey, welcome in. Good to see you, babe. All right. Uh, This is so funny. Uh, This is a 33-year-old, wait a minute, let me get rid of the ads. How many ads are you going to give me here, World of Buzz? All right. We love you, but come on, huh? 33-year-old Malaysian. Now, this this is from Malaysia, but it applies no matter where on the planet you're listening. Who earns 30,000 ringgit a month. Trust me, that is a ton of money. That is a small fortune, 30,000 a month. That's insane. I don't know what this guy does, but jeez. Anyway, he lists down a list of ridiculous qualities he wants in a girlfriend. One of the hardest things to find would definitely be a life partner who's compatible. Relationships hard to master, certain certainly be challenges despite being together for a long time. Recently, a Malaysian shared his thoughts on his singlehood and requirements in a girlfriend on a Facebook post, public post. I'm 33 this year, he writes, and not sure why I'm still single. I think I have decent qualities. For example, 30000 a month salary, which, as I said, is enormous. I own a small business, decent car. I have a house. I like going to the gym. I'm 169 and about 67 kg. I don't smoke or drink. I prefer staying home. He then went on to say he doesn't understand why he doesn't have a partner. He mentioned that girls he liked don't like him back. And even when he's on dating apps, he couldn't find one suitable. I think my standards are really high, he says. I think I want a partner. Uh, The things that I want in a partner are normal stuff. And he listed down four qualities he would want in a girl. She needs to look prettier than average girls. She can't be fat. It would mean she isn't healthy, doesn't like working out. I want someone who likes working out. It's best if we can go to the gym together. Well, all right, cool with that. She should at least come from middle, upper class. (sighs) There's that damn money thing again. She must have her own dreams and aspirations. Best if she's also an entrepreneur. 
That way we can learn together. All right, pretty reasonable. But do you notice what isn't in that list? Love. Which is what you base a relationship on, knucklehead. You gotta have a nice look. You can't be too fat. You can't be too short. You have to have a good attitude. How about love? That is the one thing people forget about these days. What it's really all about. Someone that you love, whether they're from an upper middle income family, whether they have a decent job, how tall they are, how fat they are, how pretty they are, how handsome they are. How about you find someone that you love instead of wondering and worrying about all the other requirements you have? Let's not forget about the most important requirement. Someone who loves and who will love you back. Many netizens found his qualities ridiculous. Here's what some of them said. If I were you, I'd just count 169 as 170. Then I'd buy height-increasing insoles. (laughs) Oh, man. You're already single and you still want to come up with ridiculous conditions and qualities, somebody asked. We should always learn how to be humble. Stop using money to try and balance everything out. Yes, thank you. There are lots of areas in your life that should be taken into account. As I said, like maybe whether or not you love the person and they love you back. Everyone's unique in their own way. Definitely unfair to discriminate someone because of their body shape, skin color, even their family background. But here, happens all the time. Sad, really. Gentle reminder to treat everyone with fondness, kindness, and everyone has their own struggles they are battling with. Well said to the uh, writer here. The link is in our show notes. Do check it out. And again, like I said, it's just another one of those absolutely ridiculous people. And all they care about is how big is your bank account? How much money I'm making? You could be a complete moron, a complete... I want to use the D word, but I'll, I'll... I'll edit myself. You could be a complete idiot and have a billion bucks. It doesn't make you any more handsome, any more smart, any more attractive. Find somebody that you love. At the end of the day, that's what's going to count. All right, we got more to go. Yes, we do. This one's cool. <laughs> Uh, this is, this is, this is just amazing. This is a video. There's not really any sound. There's a music track in the background, but take a look at this. Most of what I've got left are pretty good news stories because I love to end the show at this part of the show with, with the good news stuff. This is incredible. It's from Midaan Makeup. I don't know. It's a Facebook page. It's a public post, but take a look at this video. Again, if you're uh, listening to the uh, podcast, please um, check out the link in our show notes. You can watch it. Uh, It is so cool. I'll try and describe what's going on. This is a blind little boy who knows what a firefighter is, knows what firemen do, but obviously because he's blind, has never seen a fireman. And so this firefighter, let me run the video. 
this firefighter, all dressed up in his gear, is allowing this blind little guy to explore his uniform and his gear to see, in inverted commas, what the fireman looks like. Look at that. That is, that is so great. This blind little kid just exploring all over, touching everything on the firefighter's uniform and trying to see what it looks like. And this fireman, the patience of, a, of an angel, he drops his cane, looks like he wants to get picked up. <laughs> and uh, that is just, wow, that is heartwarming to say the least. Please, if you're listening to our podcast, do check out the, uh, the link in our show notes. It'll do you some good. Share that with your friends. Blind little boy exploring the firefighter's uniform, his air tank on the back and all. Wow. That's amazing. Really, really, absolutely incredible. Wanted to share that with you tonight because well worth your time. All right, one or two more to go, and then we're going to get on with our book of Bambi. Woolly Mammoths. You know Woolly Mammoths, right? Hang on, coffee break time. Mm. Woolly Mammoths are now extinct, of course. But I always thought a woolly mammoth was about the size of an elephant, you know? Maybe a little bit bigger, but to me, whenever I thought about woolly mammoths, I thought, yeah, like an elephant with hair. Well, apparently that's not exactly true. Take a look at this. Yeah, that is the University of uh, Michigan's recent discovery of a completely intact woolly mammoth skull in a farmer's field in Lima Township, Michigan. Take a look. Let me see if I can get my mouse back. Here we go. This is the bucket of some backloader where it's strapped to. There's the skull. There is the unbelievable tusks of this woolly mammoth. And look at the people. These are full grown. These look like, you know, maybe five, seven, five, ten, six foot Normal people? I ah, see. There with the fireworks again. It's all right, Miko. You're a good girl, babe. Look at that. Imagine, that's just the skull. And these tusks. That is insane. Those things were huge. That is wild. Check it out. Link is in our show notes tonight if you want to uh, check that out. Yeah, you see what I mean? They just don't stop. It's okay, Miko. You're a good girl. You're all right. It'll be done soon. All right. And finally, before we get on to Bambi, I want to leave you with one last thing. It's a great story. Cassandra Gordon-Harris. It's a public post. Not sharing any secrets out of school. By the way, Cassandra Gordon-Harris, if you want to check her out on Facebook, is an amazing artist. She does such incredible work. Buy a piece of hers. Buy one of her pieces because she's... You will love her work. Check her out. The link is in our show notes for the post, and then you can check out her profile from there. All right, here it is. It's It's just words on a page, but I love what's written here. It's so nice. Check out the link. When I was, should we wait for the fireworks that apparently are just going to go nonstop? You're okay, Miko. Good girl. You're okay, buddy. All right. Sounds like the idiot. Ah, There we go. The big finish. You're okay, babe. Good girl, Miko. 
All right, almost done. Almost done. Sorry, but this is the kind of crap we've had to put up with for the last 48 hours. It's just relentless. And it doesn't stop. It just keeps going and going. And these are not the small little, you know, skyrocket pops, pop. From the sounds of it, as you can hear, these are some major multi-hundreds or thousands of ringgit uh, fireworks. I don't know where these people get the money. Don't waste your don't waste your money. Donate it to a pet shelter. All right, here we go. You okay, Miko? Good girl, babe. Good girl. All right. Uh, she's seems to be pretty relaxed, actually. She's not panting, so she's okay, I think. Okay, one last one. When I was twelve, I babysat this girl for a few years, and she would come to me and show me her art dragged me by the hand and pointed at the piece she'd made during the week. She'd ask me, do the voice. So I'd put on a sports announcer, Olympic-style voice and be like, such form, the level of coloring. Why, I haven't seen such perfection in Crayola in a long time. And what's this? Why, Jeff, now this is true risk. It seems she's made a monochrome pink canvas. I haven't seen this attempted since the winter of 1932, and I gotta say, Jeff, it's absolutely splendid. And she'd fall back, giggling. At the end of every night, she'd check with me. Did you really like it? And I'd say yes, and talk about something I noticed, and tuck her in. Well, she was just accepted into three major art schools. She wrote me a letter. Inside was a picture from when she was younger. Monochrome pink. Thank you, it said, to somebody who saw the best in me. Your words matter, folks. Remember that, especially when you're dealing with young people. Your words matter. All those years ago, babysitting for a little girl, encouraging her to use her imagination, do her art, and gets accepted into three major art schools. How cool is that? Those are the kind of stories you just, uh, yeah, gotta love them. All right, it is time to uh, head over to our book. We have been reading Bambi. Yes, the original was written in German by Felix Stalton. And uh, it's pretty close, actually, to the uh, Disney film, which is probably the only resource we have for, uh, for the story of Bambi. So far, it's followed the film pretty closely. We are in the middle of what I believe is Chapter 7, and uh, we'll continue on now. With, uh, I believe the rest of this chapter we'll get through tonight. Well, that night, as the moon was rising, Bambi's mother came back again. She was suddenly there, standing under the great oak at the edge of the meadow and looking round for Bambi. He saw her straight away and ran over to her. That night, Bambi had another new experience. His mother was tired and hungry. She didn't walk about as much as she usually did, but satisfied herself there in the meadow, where Bambi also usually took his meals. Together there, they munched on the bushes, and as they did so in that remarkably pleasant way. They wandered deeper and deeper into the woods. It was a loud noise that came through the greenery. 
Before Bambi had any idea of what was happening, his mother began to scream loudly, just as she did when she was greatly startled or confused. Ah, oh, she screamed, jumping away, and then stopped and screamed, ah, oh, ba, oh, and then Bambi saw some immense figures appear, coming towards them through the noise. They came quite close. They looked like Bambi and his mother, like Auntie Enna, anyone else of their species, but they were enormous. They had grown so big and powerful that you felt compelled to look at them. Like his mother, Bambi began to scream, Ah-oh, ba-oh, ba-oh. He was hardly aware he was screaming. He couldn't stop himself. The line of figures went slowly past, three or four enormous figures, one after the other. Last of all came one that was even bigger than the others. It had a wild mane around its neck, and its head was crowned with a whole tree. Just to see it took your breath away. Bambi stood there and howled as loudly as he could, as he felt more frightened and bewildered than he ever had been before. His fear was of a particular kind. He felt as if he were pitifully small, and... Even his mother seemed to be the same. He felt ashamed, although he had no idea why. At the same time, the horror of it shook him, and he once more began to howl. Ba-oh, ba-oh! It made him feel better when he shouted like that. The line of figures had passed. There was nothing more to see, nothing more to hear from. Even Bambi's mother became silent. It was only Bambi who would whine briefly from time to time. He was still afraid. You can be quiet now, his mother said. Look, they've gone away. Oh, mother, whispered Bambi. Who was that? Oh, they're not really that dangerous, his mother said. They were our big relatives. Yes, they are big. And their quality... Much higher quality than you or me. Aren't they dangerous? Bambi asked. Not normally, his mother explained. But they say there are many things that have happened. People say this and that about them, but I don't know if there's any truth to those stories. They've never done anything to me or to anyone I know. But why would they do anything to us if they're relatives of ours? Thought Bambi. He wanted to be quiet, but he was still shaking. No, I, I don't suppose they'll do anything to us, his mother answered, but I'm not sure, and I get alarmed every time I see them. I can't stop myself. It's the same every time. Bambi was slowly soothed down by this conversation, but he remained thoughtful. Right above him, in among the branches of an alder tree, an impressive tawny owl shrieked. But Bambi was confused and forgot for once to show that he was startled. The owl, however, still came down to him and asked, Give you a shock, did I? The owl gave a quiet laugh. He was satisfied. I hope you don't blame me for it, he said. It's just the way I do things. He fluffed up his plumage till it looked like a ball sank his beak into his soft, downy feathers, and 
put on a terribly nice, serious expression. That was enough for him. Bambi opened his heart to him. Do you know, he began in a way that seemed older than his age, I've just had a shock that was far bigger than the one you gave me. What? said the owl, no longer satisfied with himself. Well, Bambi told him about his meeting with his enormous relatives. Don't tell me about your relatives, declared the owl. I've got relatives too, who you know. But all I have to do is look round me anywhere in the daytime, and they're all over me. Now, nah, there's not much point in having relatives. If they're bigger than you, they're good for nothing. If they're smaller, they're even more good for nothing. If they're smaller, they can't stand you, because they think you're haughty. Nah, I don't want to know anything about any of that. But I don't even know my relatives, said Bambi shyly, and wishing he did. I'd never heard anything about them, and today was the first time I saw them. Don't bother about those people, the owl advised him. Just take my word for it, he said, rolling his eyes in a meaningful way. Take my word, that's the best thing to do. Relatives are never as good as friends. Look at the two of us. We're not related, but we're good friends, aren't we? And very nice it is, too. Well, Bambi was about to say something more, but the owl continued speaking. I've got some experiences and things like that. You're a bit young still. Take my word. I know better about these things. And anyway, I don't see why I should get involved in your family matters. He rolled his eyes and then rolled them in a way that seemed so thoughtful and sat with an expression that seemed so earnest and meaningful that Bambi was modest and said nothing. And that's the end of Chapter 7 of Bambi. When we come back on Wednesday night, we will end the show with Chapter 8. Another night went by, and the following day, something else happened, and we will find out what coming up on Wednesday night. Cool beans. All right, thanks so much, everybody. And please, if you don't mind, if you're whether you're on Rumble, thank you, Rumble, by the way. Tons of new viewers over there. Please hit that subscribe button. It's free, and it helps the show out a lot. It really does. Uh, also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv. Follow on Facebook. Subscribe on the other channels. We really do appreciate that. And don't forget, if you'd like to take us with, the, with you, we are portable. Our live show audio is a podcast. It goes out. 10, 15 minutes after our live show comes to an end. And you can find that on all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, you will find The Jay Sheldon Show. So please look it up and give us a subscriber or follow over there. See you again Wednesday. Have a great night, everybody. Happy Deepavali. And this is The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. (laughs) 